MSW Media. Thanks to Athletic Greens for supporting the Daily Beans. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. If you're looking for a simpler and cost-effective supplement routine, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, December 21st, 2022. Today, CNN confirms which Trump lawyer instructed which witness to lie to the January 6th committee. The House Ways and Means Committee meets to discuss releasing Trump's tax returns. Most of Kerry Lake's lawsuit is dismissed as the judge reminds the parties about sanctions rules for frivolous lawsuits. The new omnibus bill includes massive funding for the Department of Justice. And the January 6th committee is cooperating extensively with special counsel Jack Smith. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hello. Happy Wednesday. I'm so happy today. I bet you are. And why is that, Allison Gill? I was right about something. I'm going to humble brag a little bit. Uh, I'm going to get into it in the first part of the uh, of the hot notes in just a second. Also, Harvey Weinstein has been found guilty again. Fuck yeah, because he's a rapist. On multiple charges in Los Angeles, he's currently serving 23 years for a previous guilty verdict in New York. And uh, the January 6th committee is extensively cooperating with Jack Smith, especially with regard to Mark Meadows and John Eastman. And we will cover that on the Jack podcast this Sunday. I'm very excited about that. And the full January 6th report comes out today. We'll see what they hold back. We'll see what they release as far as transcripts and videos and what they might hold back. Maybe the DOJ was like, hey, don't do this. I I don't know. We will have to see what happens. But Lots of really, really important news. It doesn't seem to be slowing down for the holidays, my friend. No, it does not. And I have a feeling we're going to get, I think, a couple big stories before the holidays. It's just I feel it in my bones. Yeah, Spidey Sense is a tingling. So thank you very much for that. And everybody, we're going to hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, before I go into the first story, let's play a clip from yesterday's show. These offers were withdrawn or didn't materialize as reports of the content of her testimony circulated. The witness believed that this was an effort to affect her testimony, and we are concerned that these efforts may have been a strategy to prevent the committee from finding the truth. I think this is Cassidy Hutchinson. I think the person who did this was her lawyer, Passantino, who's, Mm. by the way, on pretty much every single subpoena Jack Smith has sent out in the last, (laughs) since, you know, since he was appointed and even before then. And uh, I think that this had to do with the fact that he was being paid by the Save America PAC. Well, breaking news from Caitlin Polans and Jamie Gangel and others at CNN. Exclusive CNN has learned that Stefan Passantino, the top ethics attorney in the Trump White House, is the lawyer who allegedly advised his then client, former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson, to tell the committee that she did not recall details that she did. (laughs) Sources familiar with the committee's work tell CNN. Because there's nothing more ethical than an ethics lawyer telling their client to lie under oath. This is fucking witness tampering. This is disbarment material. All right. Trump's Save America Political Action Committee funded Passantino and his law firm, Elections LLC, including paying for his representation of Hutchinson. Hutchinson asked about the financial setup at the time, but was never told the details, according to the committee. 
Over the summer, Hutchinson emerged as a blockbuster witness for the committee, providing key insight into Trump's state of mind and his actions leading up to the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Before her public testimony, Hutchinson dropped Passantino and got a new lawyer. When asked about the pressure on Hutchinson after Monday's hearing, committee member Rep. Zoe Lofgren told CNN she was advised to say that she didn't recall something when she did. So that's pretty serious stuff. The episode is just one of several instances in which the committee has accused members of Trump's orbit of trying to obstruct the panel's investigation. Two sources familiar with the situation tell CNN that Hutchinson has discussed the episode with the Justice Department. Let me remind you about obstruction of justice. It's three elements, right? An obstructive act, like telling your witness to not, you know, tell the truth to the committee or lie, if you want to say that, uh, which I do. Also, it has to be nexus to an official proceeding. And I hate to break it to Republicans, but the January 6th Select Committee investigating the attack on the Capitol is an official proceeding, as determined by multiple courts. And uh, then, of course, intent. I think that's pretty clear here. Two sources familiar with the situation tell CNN that Hutchinson has discussed this episode, as I said, with the Justice Department, which is my favorite part. CNN previously reported Hutchinson was cooperating with the Justice Department after she became a crucial public witness in the House probe. CNN reached out to the Justice Department for comment. Didn't get one. That's pretty normal. Passantino has not been accused of a crime, we have to say. He said House investigators never reached out to him for an interview. Fuck you. And they haven't been legally accused, but AG and I have definitely (laughs) accused him of a crime. (laughs) I have accused him of a crime on the record. In a statement to CNN, Passantino said he didn't advise Hutchinson to mislead the committee. Quote, I represented Miss Hutchinson honorably, ethically, and fully consistent with her sole interests, which means not at all consistent with her sole interests, as she communicated them to me. I believe Mrs. Hutchinson was being truthful and cooperative with the committee throughout the several interview sessions in which I represented her. Uh Uh-huh. Passantino pointed out it's not uncommon for people to change lawyers because their interests or strategies change or because you're a fucking liar. He also said political committees sometimes cover client fees at the client's request. In response to an accusation from the committee that he also shared her testimony with other lawyers and the press, even when she told him not to, he said, quote, external communications made on Miss Hutchinson's behalf while I was her counsel were made with her express authorization. Yeah, say that under oath, asshole. By Tuesday, Passantino's professional biography had been removed from the website of his law firm where he was a partner. <laughs> and he acknowledged in his statement he was on leave of absence from the firm, given the distraction of the matter. That firm, Michael Best and Friedrich LLP, said on Tuesday it was not involved in the situation and Hutchinson wasn't a client. Whoopsie. All right. Well, there you go. And speaking of assholes in court, Republican Carrie Lake's election lawsuit will go to trial this week after an Arizona judge dismissed most, but not all, counts she argued contesting her loss in the governor's race to Democrat. Katie Hobbs, giving her team a chance to question Hobbs on the witness stand. Now, Maricopa County Superior Court Judge Peter Thompson dismissed eight out of the 10 claims late Monday, but allowed two counts to proceed pertaining to alleged intentional misconduct affecting ballot printers and ballot chain of custody on Election Day. Well, the two-day trial is going to begin Wednesday. Lake hailed the decision as a victory. (laughs) Of course she did. Tweeting, buckle up, America. This is far (laughs) from over. He dismissed eight of my 10 counts, but two are still good. We win. Yeah. Math is hard for Carrie Lake. Now, to win, Lake has an extremely high bar. 
improving that Maricopa County election workers intentionally interfered with printers to change the results of the election and intentionally violated the chain of custody rules, resulting in, of course, what her was her loss. She lost enough votes to sway that election. Now, since falling 17,000 votes short of Hobbs, the TV news anchor turned self-described, quote, ultra MAGA mama bear. Oh, Jesus, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know who that reminds me of? Palin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a bulldog. All right. Well, she's continued to model her mentor, President Donald Trump, God forbid, embracing her claim the election was rigged after never agreeing to accept the results if she lost. She's frequented Trump's Mar-a-Lago club in recent weeks, blasting election workers and the media to dinner guests that were there, now according to videos posted on social media. That's what she has done. She's also asked supporters on Twitter to pray for Judge Thompson to allow her a revote while blasting fundraising links to help her with her case. It's just a grift, people. It's all a fucking grift. Her team will now get the chance to question witnesses, an opportunity she's long sought. Now, Lake's attorney, Kurt Olson, who reportedly talked to Trump on January 6th and pushed conspiracy theories to justify overturning the 2020 election, is planning to call Hobbs. Yes, planning to call Hobbs in her capacity as Secretary of State, okay? Also, Maricopa County elections recorder Stephen Richer and or could be Riker, and Maricopa County Board of Supervisors Chair Bill Gates as witnesses. Now, additionally, Carrie Lake has withdrawn her subpoena of the election, Katie Hobbs, so she'll not have to appear. Mm-hmm. She withdrew it. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, we, we got most of our case dismissed. We win. Uh, yeah, it's really that's yeah. nice. Uh, all right. Uh, it, she's not going to win. And also, the judge was very clear to point out about Rule 11 sanctions for frivolous lawsuits, which... Uh, that's not a good sign for Carrie Lake either, who's already been already been hit with Rule 11 sanctions. The one point seven trillion dollar government funding bill, the omnibus released Tuesday, includes extra money for the Justice Department to prosecute January 6th cases. Congress is hoping it passes this week. The package gives U.S. attorneys a budget of two point six three billion dollars for the coming fiscal year. That's a two hundred and twelve million dollar boost above current levels. One reason for the money Quote, to further support prosecutions related to the January 6th attack on the Capitol and domestic terrorism cases, according to a summary provided by the House Appropriations Committee. As NBC News reported in October, the department said it was in critical need of additional resources for its investigation into the Capitol attack, with more than a dozen sources familiar with the probe expressing concerns about the resources available for the investigation. The department had requested $34 million from Congress specifically to carry the investigation. Quote, these cases are unprecedented in scale. And it is expected to be among the most complex investigations prosecuted by the Department of Justice. That's what the DOJ previously told Congress, adding that the funding was necessary for the continued prosecutions of the growing number of cases related to the breach of the Capitol that has left the department with an immense task of finding and charging those responsible for the attacks. As it awaited funding, the Justice Department propped up the investigation with the help of U.S. attorneys offices around the country who have lent federal prosecutors to the effort. Proponents of fulfilling DOJ's requests have long seen this funding bill as their final opportunity to secure the money, fearing that a Republican-controlled House would block the request early in the new year. The House Appropriations Committee, which is led by Democrats for two more weeks, justified the boost in funding for U.S. attorneys, which will include increases for salaries and expenses, in a separate statement by citing, quote, heightened prosecution workload arising from the Capitol attack and domestic terrorism cases, among other investigations involving COVID-19 fraud, civil rights, and other white-collar crime. And, And Dana, I just want to be clear, 
This is appropriations for the funding of the investigations of the boots on the ground attack on the Capitol. The funding of the special counsel investigating Trump and the ringleaders is funded by a permanent fund within the U.S. Department of Treasury that is controlled by Attorney General Merrick Garland. So that can't really that funding can't really be touched at all. Good. Thank you so much for the clarification. And AG, the House Ways and Means Committee is meeting to discuss the former guy's tax returns and weigh whether to release the information to the public. The end to years long effort from Democrats to learn more about Trump's financial background. The highly anticipated meeting, which began publicly but quickly entered into a closed private session, is years in the making, but comes as Democrats have just days to act on whether to release the former president's tax returns. While there is historic precedent for ways and means to release confidential tax information, a decision to put it out to the public would come with intense political fallout, as Trump has already declared he is running for president in 2024. Well, the committee has had access to Trump's taxes for weeks after winning a lengthy battle that began in the spring of 2019. Now, House and Ways Means Chairman Richard Neal requested the first six years of Trump's taxes, as well as tax returns, for eight of his businesses back in April of 2019. Neal, his ranking member, Kevin Brady, have had access to that information, and rank-and-file members on the committee have begun to access and review at least some of Trump's tax information. And that's according to sources familiar with this. And it's not clear if members would have access to all of the information. Republicans on the committee are preparing to push back hard if Democrats vote to release any of Trump's tax information, committee sources tell CNN. The argument Republicans will wage, however, won't center on defending Trump explicitly, rather what the release means for politicians and ordinary people in the future. Democrats on the committee would rely on Section 6103 of the tax code to lawfully release information about Trump's taxes. But Republicans are prepared to urge that Democrats are abusing the provision, attacking a political enemy and potentially unleashing a system where even individuals could have their personal information exposed if they become targets of the committee. The committee's Tuesday meeting is underway, and the panel voted immediately to enter into a closed private session. Members and staff in the room, they're going to be able to freely discuss the information contained in Trump's tax returns and begin their debate about what to do next. And it's possible that lawmakers could make a decision Tuesday afternoon and then swiftly move to release information. It's still not clear, however, what the vote it will actually do, but the vote will take place publicly. The committee will vote on what steps to take, but Democrats control the committee and therefore will be able to decide what to do with his tax returns and his tax information without any GOP support. Yeah. And and that um, one of the arguments that Republicans are making, Dana, is that, well, that could mean that they would release the tax information for Supreme Court justices. And everybody on the Internet is like, cool. Fuck like, yeah. <laughs> let's do this. Don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah. Oh, but what if in the future they want to release other people's tax information? Great. Fucking Don't great. F- fucking be a criminal and everything will be fine. <laughs> oh, God. All right, everybody. Stick around. We're going to be right back with the good news. We just need to take a quick break. So stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG and I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day, not just because I'm named after it, but because it's awesome. I started taking it because I wanted to boost energy and I wanted a supplement that tastes good. I take AG1 first thing every morning before I start my day and it makes me feel pretty much unstoppable and ready to go like I'm giving my body the nutrition it craves. And we want to thank Athletic Greens for their support. Right now, they're offering you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. It's only one scoop of powder in a cup of water once a day. It's the easiest habit ever to pick up. I can't think of another routine that pays off so well. 
as AG1 does. I trust this product so much, uh, which is why I take it with me even when I travel. And it's a great bang for my buck, too. It replaces all my supplements. I had a cabinet full and there were a bunch on top of my refrigerator and there was like probiotics in the fridge. It's like a daily multivitamin, a bunch of minerals, probiotics for my gut health, adaptogens, uh, superfoods and more. Literally just one scoop in a cup of water every day. So if you're looking for a simpler and more cost effective supplement routine, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash daily beans. That's athleticgreens.com slash daily beans. Check it out. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, letters to Santa, the tooth fairy, the Easter bunny, Shit kids say, shit grownups say, shit you say. Uh, Want to play What the Mutt, where we try to guess what breeds are in your rescue pup? We love to do that too. And also pictures of animals wearing costumes is always great. And pictures of babies for Dana. And, you know, me with my frog orgies. So whatever you have, send it to dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Everybody, first up from Jan, pronoun she and her. Help me here, old person. I follow you on Twitter and I love your work, but I don't get the good news section. Where are the photos? I've clicked every link in the show notes and nothing. It's like listening to my cousins on the couch looking at their phones, but no one else can see it. How does this work? (laughs) Jen, it should be in your Patreon feed. When we post the episode in Patreon, we usually put up all the links that we talk about and we also uh, put all the photos there. So Jan, email us at hello at mullersherote.com and uh, we can uh, show you exactly how to get those. Thank you very much. And, And you also need to get the photos. By the way, you have to be a patron to get the photos. So if you're not a patron, that might be why. But I think we do have some donated free one-year subscriptions from other patrons because we can do that. And maybe we can get you signed up that way if you're not. All right. That is the first good news. Dana, what do we have next? Next, we have Anne-Marie. Pronouns are she and her. Greetings to Leguminati. It is hard to believe that 2022 is almost over. For me, it was a challenging year. The day after my birthday, mid-December 2021, there was an unusual finding on my mammogram. After a number of tests and surgery, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Fortunately, it had not spread, but I had 15 radiation treatments. About six months after my last treatment, I went back for a follow-up mammogram. So the day before Thanksgiving, I had my great and glorious Mm. negative day. I had four appointments to check for cancer and all four were negative. Sweet. Meanwhile, I found a group of breast cancer survivors, thrivers, if you will, who are into dragon boat Mm. racing. Yeah, exercise is a big component of their program. I'm slowly rebuilding my strength. Here's a picture of my dog who has been by my side through so much of my struggle this year. If nothing else, he got me outside. He is a Chihuahua schnauzer mix and he is adorable. Look at those ears in the floor. I absolutely love this doggo. And congrats on your four negative tests. And then look at this puppy on the couch. I love it. So sweet. Thank you for that amazing good news. Next up from Angela O. Hey there, Beans Queens. I cannot thank y'all enough for helping me start my days with a smile and hope. Yes, the world is a bit of a dumpster fire, but at least you and the other legume leaguers, love it, actually acknowledge the dumpster fire and actively try to put it out. (laughs) The request for frog orgies couldn't have been better timed. That is a sentence I never thought I would ever say out loud, Dana. (laughs) 
<laughs> the request for frog orgies couldn't have been better timed. My three-year-old has a newfound fascination with frogs. It was spawned, ha ha ha, by her out-of-the-blue statement, frogs don't have butts. After assuring her they do, in fact, have butts, with many nature documentary clips to back me up, she has been proudly sharing this information with anyone within earshot for days. <laughs> this has also prompted an intense research on her part to determine who else in the animal kingdom has a butt. For pet tax, I have included a picture of our corgi mini golden doodle mix, cannoli. Oh my goodness. I just love this post. I love kids. It reminds me of, do you remember Finding Nemo when they called the boat yeah. a butt? <laughs> love yeah. So much. It's a big <laughs> Go butt. touch the butt. <laughs> Look at this beautiful <laughs> corgi mini. This is a gorgeous little puppy, Angela. It's so cute. So cute. All right. This one's from Matt pronouncing him. I wanted to share two of my friends at Ventura County Animal Services. I took some Christmas-themed photos for promotion. The small one is Abigail. The big one is Coda. I make TikToks of shelter pets at Matt9758. So that's the TikTok, at Matt9758. You can see all the animals at vcas.us, and that is vcas.us. That's the shelter, and this is a beautiful... Oh. I love huskies. I, I love that. with the... Monochromatic is that is that what monochromatic is? So beautiful. Yeah. Abigail. All right, cool. There's a link too. We'll include in the show notes. Thank you. Oh my God. (laughs) I know. (laughs) This next photo from Greg, pronouns he and him. Hey Beans Queens. Thanks for always making light of the darkest timeline. Speaking of the light, my dog Chuck would like to wish you a happy festival of lights. Photo attached. Chuck would also like to spread some good news that my wife and I are expecting in March, photo attached. So consider this a teaser for baby pictures, Dana. Chuck was adopted five years ago, and a DNA test confirmed one of his three breeds as expected, but the other two were shockers if you're up for a tough round of what the mutt. Oh my God. Huh. All right, so Beagle? I would say. I would Ch- say Chihuahua. Is he, is he longer Ch- than normal? Chihuahua? Is he a dachshund? Maybe a dachshund. What are the three they said? I think one major and then two randos and then who knows what else. Three breeds. Three breeds. Uh, All right. I guess we're going to go with Beagle, Chihuahua, and Doxy, right? Let's do it. Look at this baby. All right. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Chihuahua. Chihuahua, Miniature Pincher, Ah. and Shih Tzu. There's got to be a Dachshund in that 7.4 Super Mutt. That's what I say. I say the ones we guessed. And some Chow Chow. Yeah, the ones we guessed are in the Super Mutt. 100%. 100%. <laughs> We're so good at Lhasa. this fucking game. We're so oh, good. Nope. nope. What's in the super mutt? Lhasa oh. Apso and Kesky Terrier. Wrong Is and that... wrong again. I'm sorry. I don't think a super mutt would be considered two different dogs. <laughs> it's an adorable <laughs> puppy, though. That is adorable. Gosh, thank you all so much for these amazing good news stories. If you have any good news you want to send to us, you can send it to us by going to dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Send us your holiday decor. Let's see what it looks like. Let's see what you got going. Let's do it. Um, I would love to take a look. Uh, and Dana, do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here today? Uh, no final thought other than I lied to you and the people that I will not be with tomorrow, but I will be back in your ears the day after. I gotcha. All right. So I will be back tomorrow with all of the news that's fit to swear about. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all of the news. 
<laughs> until then, <laughs> please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. Take everyone with you. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>